Hey everyone, Merry Early Christmas and welcome back to Working at the Wheel. I'm your host, Vicki Dombeck, and we're so excited to have you back here on our seventh episode of our podcast. Not only is it almost the best time of the year, but we're also diving back into our Home Alone series um, as the holiday gets closer to us. So to tell you a little bit about ourselves here at Working at the Wheel, we are a podcast produced by the student leaders from the Christian Campus Ministry Badger Crew. We are set in Madison, Wisconsin, but our goal is to be a resource to young adults across the world. We get our name from Jeremiah 18, where God is referenced as a potter, working at the wheel as if we are the clay. So like I said earlier today, we are talking about ministering and specifically ministering to our families. So if you listened to our episode last week, this is definitely a continuation of that talk, but narrowing in a little bit more within our Home Alone series about how we can use these upcoming holidays to really jump into conversations about our faith and help do that with um, the families that we are going home to and hopefully celebrating these holidays with. Um, so today I've got some really great people here that are ready to jump into the conversation with me. We've got Badger Crew leaders Dylan Hendrickson and Jenna Stonebreaker here today. How's it going, guys? Pretty good, pretty good. Good, yeah. <laughs> I've also got our content team director and my podcast team co-host today, Christine Black. Hey, Christine, good to have you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So yeah, we just want to open up this conversation uh, right away. Like I said, this is kind of a continuation from last week's episode, um, diving in a little bit deeper, but just wondering if anybody has some opening remarks that they want us to get started with, and we can see what truths God is revealing us today, and let's get started. Yeah, so I guess I'll get it kicked off here. Like Vicki said, my name is Dylan. Uh, I'm a sophomore here at UW-Madison. I'm studying pharmacy. Um, I guess to kick it off, like when he talks about like gospel, like in the household or with family or with friends, for me, it's a little unique situation. Uh, I'm the only believer in my family. So when I go home, especially from college after being away for so long and like with this Christian community here on campus, it is uh, it's a very big change when I go back. And it's been a struggle, especially ever since I first came to campus to begin that conversation with my family because we were never really churchgoers like it was an occasional kind of thing my mm -hmm. mom thought it was a good thing to do um, but there was really no meaning behind it and not until I came to college I was really introduced to the gospel and to Christian community where I was able to learn to evangelize and go out and share the gospel with other people but like bringing that home with you is different than meeting a, a stranger I feel mm -hmm. um, because these are people you know personally and you don't want to hurt them you don't want to make it seem like you're a different person and you don't believe what they believe. But I think a big thing I've always thought about is that God is above all. Mm -hmm. And I think he always wants me to bring that conversation into my household. And I've tried uh, plenty of times. And it's a growing conversation in our household. Um, no, nobody has come to Christ in my house, um, but there's questions being asked. And mm -hmm. I feel like even if they will not, like, accept the gospel or accept Jesus Christ into their life, the questions are a stepping stone. And I don't think this is an overnight kind of thing. Um, it takes time and I'm, I love my family no matter what, but in the end, like, I still believe God is above all and mm -hmm. I want to share the love that he has for us with them. I think that's huge. Absolutely. And I think to pick out and to kind of get us started, that was a great way to kick us off because you highlighted some things that we definitely want to talk today is First of all, what does it look like for people that have maybe come to college or taken this next step in their life, found Christ, and then are now going back home? You know, what what does that journey look like? Because like you said, it's not an overnight thing. That's It's not going to happen. 
but also, okay, how does it look for people who are from a family of believers and maybe came to college and either were really restored and renewed in their faith, and now they're going back just even more on fire for the Lord, or maybe they came to college and maybe fell away from that a little bit. Um, and maybe it's using your family as that renewal as well, um, compared to also going back and spreading the good news with them. Um, so I think the part that we kind of want to talk about first is maybe for those people that have either come to know Christ or grown, especially through their time at college away from their hometown. And I know my story definitely resonates with that. Um, I don't know if anybody's story here does, but I'd love to open up the conversation to just talk about that. Yeah, I think, um, cause I, I grew up in a, a household that like we went to church every week and mm-hmm. Wednesday night services. Um, and it, it was good, but it was a pretty stagnant kind of faith for mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah. And I think for a lot of people in my family. Um, so, um, like with my story, uh, growing into senior year, like God kind of like flipped my life around, which was great. And my parents got to see that. My my um, siblings got to see that too. And then coming to college, I thought I was like, oh yeah, you know, like he'll be mm-hmm. he'll be done. Um, and he didn't. And he kept pushing me, <laughs> and we um, kept growing exponentially. And we keep we keep growing. Um, but it's definitely kind of weird going back home too, just because um, I feel like you know, maybe I've grown too much and they won't like recognize me and mm-hmm. like maybe things won't be the same or that it'll be awkward and I'm somebody who does not like awkwardness. <laughs> um, and so I think um, that's something where I'm still growing with God into is, you know, going back home on breaks um, and just sharing, you know, like what makes my heart beat, you know, and that's like living for God in, in everything that I do. Um, and so bringing them into that too, I think is definitely important. Um, you know, I definitely started out at first of just like telling them what's going, what's been going on and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of going about my own way. Um, but I think God definitely calls us into that of like, you know, like sharing that, but also bringing them into that, into our lives. For sure. Um, and um, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty good. So we're still growing, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Yeah, definitely. Um, this topic definitely has like a little bit close to my heart. Um, so a little bit about me. I went to Edgewood my freshman year of college, and I ended up transferring to Madison College um, after my freshman year, just for some personal reasons. So I actually ended up moving back home. And I come from a family where we would go to church pretty regular. I grew up getting confirmed, got baptized, but we didn't really pray anything at dinner time or anything. So that's definitely been a big change. And my, my family is not really big believers, so just trying to share that with them. And just kind of integrate like Jesus's love and the joy and everything. Just mm-hmm. trying to plant those seeds too has been difficult, but it's been totally worth it. Absolutely, I think too something that you said, Jenna, really stuck out to me is the word recognized. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm gonna go home, and I know that I've changed. I know that I've grown in my faith, or I am completely new in my faith. Is my family gonna recognize me? Mm-hmm. And how are they gonna respond? And I think that's a very valid fear. And that's a very valid valid worry where it's like, I don't really know what's going to happen. But, you know, it's it's still how do we approach that? Um, and I think something in my own personal story, too, is I'm, I'm very similar. I grew up in a, in a faith-based household, um, but I definitely grew and saw saw Christ for the true relationship that it had to offer when I came to college. Um, And I think one of the biggest 
fears or worries that still lingers in my mind that I know a lot of people deal with too is just you look at your family especially your parents or your grandparents and these people that are older than you we have this you know authoritative figure of them so who am I to go home and tell them that they're living their life completely wrong <laughs> and they need to accept Jesus right now if they want to live a good rest of their life you know who am I to do that but I think the important thing is in that what Dylan was even talking about in his open remarks is God is above all. God is above mm-hmm. everything where he's going to guide you through those conversations. And, you know, there's still grace. There's still respect. There's still all these things that we can bring into these conversations with our family that can still provide truth but still do it through love that God is going to provide. Um, and that's something to just be encouraged by as we go home and as we move into these holiday this holiday week that we're in right now um i think that's just really cool as we either you know and covid's gonna look even different too is are we gonna see our family members in person are we not are we gonna do a family zoom call how can i use that as an advantage as well um so i think that's super important too and i really wanted to emphasize what you brought up in terms of like how do you recognize that and i don't know if any of you have maybe like some personal stories of how that has happened um, that you can pour some truth over about just like my family didn't either didn't recognize me or my family really accepted their my first conversations with them super well um, that you'd like to share. But yeah, I think that was really good. Yeah, I, I'll give a good example of that. So um, before COVID, um, in last winter, roughly around January, I want to say maybe even December, um, I decided to sign up and join uh, a mission trip with crew to East Asia. And this is before COVID, but um, I had no idea how to tell my parents. I had mm-hmm. no idea that I was going to be like, yeah, I'm not coming home for spring break. I'm going to go to East Asia and spread the gospel. <laughs> that, that I had no idea what I was going to like, Is that, that going to be what I was going to say to them? And they're going to be like, okay, cool. No, uh, it did not go like that. <laughs> my mom was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, how are we going to tell dad? And I was like, we're not. <laughs> so, um, he eventually did find out, um, and he was not pleased with the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, to me, it was it was my decision, not his, um, because I felt a call to go to East Asia. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, that was hard because it was like I was really disobeying my dad's ideas or thoughts, and he wasn't like it. He wasn't mad at me. He wasn't disappointed. He just dis- mm-hmm. discouraged the idea, mm-hmm. and I don't think he understood that. But it brought up a conversation, I feel, about the reason why I was going there. Because there are people that have never, ever seen the Bible, mm-hmm. read from the Bible, know who Jesus Christ is, mm-hmm. are, are allowed to know who Jesus Christ is, basically. So, to me, I was just, this is so important to me. And I feel as though my family eventually was able to understand, like, this is, how I feel this is where I need to go and even though that they weren't fully on board they were still able to accept me and I think that was the biggest step in the whole thing and I'm still grateful that um, they looked like no I mean even though I didn't get to go um, hopefully I'll get to go out there eventually yeah. um, 2021 here we come uh, yeah uh, so we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll see where God takes me I think and I think as though if I do leave the border again um, it'll be a more comfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. Which, praise God for that. I mean, even 
those stepping stones that you're taking um, and those seeds that you're planting, God's going to use those, which I think is really cool. And something you said too, where, you know, you're, you're having these conversations with your dad and you're deliberately disobeying your dad, but you're obeying your heavenly father, mm-hmm. you know, which is also another thing that people struggle with when growing up, we're taught to obey our parents and respect our parents because they do do so much for us. And None of us would be where we're at right now without them. But, you know, at the end of the day, our Heavenly Father should come before anything and everything, um, which is hard to discern sometimes and hard to really accept, um, especially in situations like that where it's like you're deliberately being called somewhere and the family that you hold closest are just not supporting that, um, which is hard. Yeah, definitely going on to, off of that. I definitely relate to what Dylan said because my um, my freshman year, I was going to go to Texas. I went to Texas for spring break, and my parents were like, well, you're not coming home. I'm like, nope. Like, I'm going to go on a mission trip. I'm going to go help with Hurricane Harvey relief. I'm going to go spread the gospel to other people. And it was definitely hard for them to, to accept, but it just it totally worked out in God's plan. And then I was supposed to go to Texas again this past spring break, but COVID happened. And that kind of threw everything out the window, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I supposed to use my mission field? But then with going home and everything, and just, like, kind of staying at home for the first month, I was like, okay, like, God's using this as my mission field to spread his word and to spread his love. Yeah, I'll definitely pick you back off of that, because (laughs) I, um, like, I want to be a missionary, like, whenever I get older. Um, (laughs) And so like in in my mind, like I know that the calling is, you know, like going to East Asia or going to Mongolia or um, actually just like wherever God wants me to be. Um, And so I think like the bigger, like more exciting pictures like that, like I'm like gung ho about it. Um, But staying home and like talking to friends and family about it, that's such an like an equally important mission field. Um, and yeah. I get so scared by it. Um, and so that was interesting, too, because um, I was supposed to go to Texas for the spring break. I was supposed to go to East Asia over the mm-hmm. summer and, like, go on, like, all these big adventures, which are awesome. Um, and then God kind of shifted the plans a little bit. And he was like, mm-hmm. nope, you're going home. Um, and so that was kind of, um, it was hard to kind of take just because, um, you know, like, sharing how much I've grown with my family, with my friends back home is definitely something um that I was like super scared about again like what if they don't recognize me what if they think that I've gone absolutely insane um and like devoting my whole life to God um and I think there were definitely some challenges in it but looking back um God definitely used me and it was such a good part of his plan to send me back home mm-hmm. um and I, I grew deeper in that um you know it wasn't perfect um there were lots of times where I felt like I kind of went backwards in my mm-hmm. faith um and but I think recognizing that and it made me trust God more, you know, like it wasn't on my shoulders of like, you know, like we can, we can do the work of God, um, but ultimately it's God who does the work in their hearts. Yeah. Um, so as long as I offer myself um, to him in doing that work, he's going to do his work. Um, so I think, you know, like taking that, that step of faith and saying, okay, God, like this wasn't part of my plan, but it's part of your plan. Um, so wherever I go, just send me and, and I'll be there. I'll do the work. And then just like putting all of our faith into that. And it's crazy what he'll do with it. It's so exciting. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and I like what you said where it's just like um, we weren't able to go and maybe leave the country or leave our state or town even um, with COVID. Um, but like God 
used us um, in our household. And I, I, I like that in the fact that like, I pose a question to a lot of people is like, with COVID-19 going on, with us staying home a lot more, does the Great Commission stop because of COVID? Mm-hmm. No, it, it, it should not and it, it will not. It yeah. does not. So um, I think that's something huge because I feel like when people think about missionaries or sharing the gospel, they automatically think of going on a mission trip, mm-hmm. leaving the country, and that is great, don't get me wrong. That's a great thing to do, but missionaries and preaching the gospel are needed just as much in your household, in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. on your campus. It is just as important. And I feel like people don't see that as much, mm-hmm. um, especially in this time of COVID where a lot of times when you see people, it is virtually. For sure. Yeah. I think another thing too is like, we are all missionaries. Mm-hmm. That is our calling. Yeah. If you have a friend, if you have family, if you see another person ever in your life with which guess what? I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> it means that you have the opportunity to be a missionary. Right. It doesn't have to be, I'm giving up my entire life and I'm going to go live in a tent for a year in the middle of some country that I can't even pronounce just to spread the gospel. Like you said, that's awesome. And it's so inspiring to see God call people to that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't think we should be discouraging people when they're like, you know, my mission field is my hometown. My mission field mm-hmm. is my childhood home right now. Because that is just as important as um, going somewhere or, you know, taking those big steps per se. Um, and I, I was doing air quotes around big steps because sometimes <laughs> the little steps God can use just as much. You know, mm-hmm. the big seeds and the little seeds still grow the same plant. Um, which I think is really important to look at. And that's kind of a really good transition into kind of what we want to talk about next in terms of what do we do? How do we use this time of the holidays, this time where most of us probably are at home with our families? How do we use this time, especially amongst COVID, when travel and getting together isn't as possible as much to truly, you know, deliver them some truth and, um, be with them lovingly, but intentionally. Well, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. It is a very big uh, big time of the year for Christians. Um, because this is the day that Jesus Christ was born, man. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, like I said, I didn't go to church very often with my family, but you know, Christmas was one of those special, rare occasions. And uh, since becoming a Christian about two and a half years ago, it has been a very, very uh, amazing time for me to really like take in um, what Jesus has done for us and the importance of his birth here. And I feel like even though you may not be able to go to church in person, you know, I can imagine a lot of people going to churches on Christmas, Christmas Eve, and they're just packed, Mm -hmm, like just wall to wall. And uh, that's not happening this year, uh, most likely. And I can understand that be, being challenging um, in the sense that, like, the motivation to go to church and, like, be there in person definitely gives you a more willingness to go and get mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and instead of, like, doing it virtually with maybe your family. I feel like that is definitely a struggle. But I really encourage everybody to just virtually watch it. I mean, and just take something out of it. it doesn't have to, You don't have to take the whole sermon yeah. out mm-hmm. of it, man. Just... It could be one line, one verse, like mm-hmm. anything that maybe catches your ear or, and just kind of go with it and just create conversation because I feel like the church is one thing, 
like going to church and understanding the message, but then conversation is another. Mm-hmm. And that is right. something I think you really should use to grow in your faith even more, whether you're a believer or a non-believer. And I think one thing you can really do with that too is that you can use that as a pathway to spread the gospel. Be like, mm-hmm. this is important, why Jesus was born. He died, and then going ultimately that he did die for our sins, he paid the ultimate sacrifice, and then go into why having that relationship with him is so important too. Absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest parts of the gospel is Jesus is here to save us of our sins. And guess what? Like you were saying, Merry Christmas, Jesus is here. You know, and using that as a conversation starter, um, but also using the technology and the blessings that God has given us to still watch church, to still have those sermons available to us in the comfort of our own home. And I think what's, what's really cool about this is the conversation can become more intentional because you are in the comfort of your own homes. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you go to a whatever type of church you go to um, for a Christmas service and, you know, you it, it ends and in a normal year you're hugging everybody or, you know, going to you're going to your grandma's house for Thanksgiving turkey afterwards or something like that. I don't know <laughs> what you do, but, you know, and the conversation doesn't really happen. But here, it's like when we're able to watch it at home in the comfort of our own homes and probably even pause or stop the sermon and stop and just be like, okay, let's let's talk about this. That's an opportunity that we can use um, and something that isn't very common in COVID, but something that we can use for benefit within it. That mm-hmm. isn't usually what's being used before. I think a good verse to really like think about um, when being able to share the gospel is second timothy timothy chapter one um looking at like i'm not gonna read the whole thing i'll just read verse eight here where it says therefore do not be ashamed mm-hmm. of the testimony about our lord nor of me as his prisoner but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of god and like to give just a little bit of background like paul is telling like timothy to be a brave teacher of christ mm-hmm. bravery is huge because it takes that one step, that one initiative to just start that conversation to open many doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, for a lot of people, not just me, not just us here, um, it's tough to be brave sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if we just give ourselves to the Lord in, the, in bringing conversation into our households or with our friends or with anybody over this time, um, to just be brave mm-hmm. and just to let him in and know that like with him he will always love you no matter what like what happens no matter if you get um anger brought up in this conversation or disputes in this conversation like god will still love you mm-hmm. no matter what happens um and i feel like that's something we need to keep reminding ourselves absolutely and as we kind of wrap up this conversation too i really want to distinct this episode from last week's episode. You know, last Mm -hmm. week's episode was evangelism, outreach, ministering in the time of COVID very generally. Um, And today we're really talking about ministering at home, ministering within the families. Um, So does anyone else just have kind of some, maybe some last remarks about specifically to my parents, specifically to my grandparents, my cousins, the people that you see at a family event you know, as someone who's coming back, probably younger than most people, 
what are some ways that we can truly love them, do it intentionally, but still do it boldly, like you were saying, um, to share the truth that they either might have forgotten or maybe have never heard before, um, specifically to this family gathering or people in our own household. Yeah, I think just showing them the love, um, love for them that you still have, um, and the fact that like Jesus loves me, um, mm-hmm. and Jesus also loves them. I think, um, especially especially with my parents, you know, like they've seen me since you know the day I was born, and here I am, <laughs> like nineteen years old. They've seen a lot happen in my life, um, and so they've seen how much God has worked in my life and how much God is changing me for the better, and you know that's. I guess just wanting to share that with them and saying like, okay, like here's, here's what he's done and here's what I want for you too. Like, I want you to have this amazing relationship with our father in heaven. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, sometimes they might not always be receptive of that. Um, I think too, just praying for them. Um, the power of prayer, let me tell you what, <laughs> it is so good. And it's, it's easy to forget about sometimes or easy to, to not trust in just because, um, you know, it's not something that we can like physically touch or, or see all the time. Um, but just knowing that, you know, God is an amazing God and he, he did this for me. So of course he can do this for every person on earth mm-hmm. that he loves. Um, and so I think just praying for them, uh, you know, even letting them know that like, hey, I'm praying for you, um, which is kind of, it can be an awkward thing to tell your parents, like, hey mom, like I'm praying for you. Um, but I think um, it's definitely necessary um, you know, to keep them in your in your heart, in your prayers, um, that, you know, God will keep working in them um, and trusting that he'll, he'll keep doing that. So I think it's definitely, definitely an essential part, um, especially going back home. And definitely going off of that, too, with the prayer, um, I encourage, like, that everyone, that everyone listening to this podcast right now, that pray for five people in your life that don't know Christ. Mm-hmm. Could be your cousins, your grandparents, your just so your best friend, like you don't, if they don't know Christ, just pray for them because, and then just God will use that for his own glory mm-hmm. and he will use that and he will help, and he will be in there for those conversations with you too. Like he will be there. The Holy, like we're not alone guys. We have the Holy Spirit with us, which is so cool. <laughs> and he will just use that and it'll just be so cool. Yeah, that's amazing. And kind of the last situation that I want to pose to is, so you, you take the step, you're bold, you're sharing with your family, and it just doesn't go your way. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not recepted well, um, and it's just kind of a, you know, downer. Um, what are some ways that we can keep ourselves, you know, spiritually influenced and, and spiritually strong through that time where it didn't really feel great to have that conversation? But also, what are some ways that we can continue to pursue that relationship with our family when they might not be feeling the best about the conversation either. Yeah, I think definitely staying connected um, with the people around you that are believers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even I'm from Ohio, so it's a, it's 11 hours away, so they might not <laughs> be there to always give me a hug, but like giving them a phone call or a text or anything like that. Um, and, you know, asking that they pray for them too. Um, yeah. I think, um, you know, the power of multiple people praying <laughs> is amazing. Um, so yeah, I think um, staying in contact with the community getting filled up by them so that you can pour out to, you know, the people that you're with, um, your family. Um, I think definitely if it, if it doesn't go the way that you want, um, I think going to God first, though, is important of like, okay, 
like I took this step of faith, um, which is amazing, and it didn't go the way that I wanted it to, but knowing that he's got something in the works, and mm. he's planning something, and he's doing something, and as long as, again, like I'm still continuing to, to do what he wants, just trusting him with that. Um, so yeah, and then I think too, um, just keep showing them the love, you know, um, again, it's different like coming home and, and feeling like you've changed a lot, um, and so, I think just showing them, again, like coming back to Christ, like we are full of love for other people mm-hmm. and not showing, um, you know, like anger or frustration with them that, you know, they didn't accept um, right away too, because again, it is a process, um, but just continuing um, to show them love. Yeah, one verse I just want to plug real quick too is um, Matthew 5, 15 and 16, um, 14, 15 and 16 actually, where we're looking at, so it says, you are the light of the world, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on stands and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So guys, truly just living by the Holy Spirit and living in God's will can be enough for God's work in the people's Mm -hmm. lives around you. Um, So even if those conversations do go a little rough, still living with the power and trust of God within us and still loving our neighbor and loving the people that are around us, especially our family, I think is super important. And yeah, I thought Jenna hit that really, really well too and um, really explained that in depth too of how we can move forward. Um, Speaking of moving forward, uh, we are going to enter our reference minute that we do here every episode here in Working at the Wheel. So this is just a time for our awesome guests to plug some things that they have been reading or listening to Um, either about this topic or just that has been pouring truth into their lives recently. So I will open it up to the floor, books, podcasts, preachers, sermons, anything that you could um, plug for our listeners for them to find more information, like I said, either about this topic or just about Christianity in general. Yeah, so I'll start us off two of of the resources I really like are the Woe That's Good podcast by Sadie Robb. Just she oh, has a she, <laughs> she just has amazing guests on there, and she is just a, such a godly woman. And she just has such good advice, especially for young believers in their college age too. And then another good book that I really like, it's called "Don't Waste Your Life" by John Piper, and it is just such a good and convicting book of just like almost like where can you use your mission field again, and like just how you you can use your entire life for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, I was recently introduced to Stephanie Mae Wilson. Um, she is amazing. At, like She's an amazing author. Um, she has podcasts and everything, so whatever fits your fancy. Um, <laughs> and so it's crazy, though, to hear her story and how much God has changed in her life. Um, in a devotional book, I think, that I've been going through, um, it's, I, I forget it, the words exactly, um, but it's something along the lines of, like, God isn't boring. Um, you know, like how she grew up and thinking that like all Christians were boring and, and everything like that, which is totally valid um, sometimes to think. Um, but just knowing how amazing God is and like how he's working um, and how he can work with everything. Like he's he's amazing. So I think that's been something too that I've really enjoyed and been growing deeper with. Uh, for me, I'll, I'll do like a little music reference here. Um, <laughs> I've been listening to a guy named Jonathan Trailer a lot. Uh, this is not Jonathan Taylor, the University, <laughs> JT. The University of Wisconsin Madison. The, the, the. 
Not to but, not to make fun of Jenna's uh, Buckeyes over there. But oh, that's oh, right. University of Wisconsin. <laughs> tell you what. Go Badgers. Sorry, go ahead, Back to Jonathan Trailer. Um, yeah, his music is very, very uplifting. Um, and I think he's very good at just showing and sharing the love that God has for him into like all his listeners. And I think one way for me to get really, really excited in the morning is listening to his um, music. Because um, I just, I feel God's love through his lyrics uh, mm-hmm. so easily. And I recommend him to everybody. Um, it's a good party song. It's a good, you know, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Just vibe kind of song. I don't know. There's there's tons of things that he's got out there. I, I highly recommend. Also, Jonathan Taylor is the best running back ever at Wisconsin Madison. <laughs> Worship music can hype you up as oh, much as it can bring so you into good. your feels. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, so sure. oh. I, I was I, I keep telling people I need to make some separate playlists of worship. It's like my yeah. hype up playlist. Yes. I'm like in the car and I really just need to vibe <laughs> and some so like good. cry playlists. Where yeah. I just really <laughs> need I just really need to feel God right now, which which is great. Um, and I would encourage too through all of that and especially through music, those feelings are so important. Um, mm-hmm. And music is a great way to look at that. Awesome. I think those are awesome, really great references and some new ones that I definitely haven't heard. So. Really great to just um, hear what everybody's been listening to and reading um, and just the truths that have been poured into your life. So thank you guys so much for being here today. Um, I'm super excited to just get this message out there and really encourage people to use this upcoming holiday, whatever it may look with COVID still going on, um, use it for the Lord and to just be a servant to the Lord through this time um, and that he will come through with his will, whatever way that looks, and we can fully trust that. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning in once again to Working at the Wheel. We're so happy that we have been able to do this so well. Um, Next week, we are going to take a holiday week off. So let this message ponder for a couple weeks because unfortunately, you will not hear our lovely voices next Monday. But we're just so happy to have you listening to us. Um, And yeah, we just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. 2021 is going to be our year, guys. I know. I know. But otherwise, thank you. Thank you you guys so much for being here. And um, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.